welcome to the How To CEO Show. I'm your host, Murray Newlands. When you decided to become a CEO, the world changed. You can either build a billion dollar company or you can crash and burn. Building a billion dollar company is hard. We're here to give you the knowledge, the advice, the skills, and the expertise to build a billion dollar company. I am delighted to be joined by Yvonne Newlands. Yes, she is my wife. She works for Agilent Technologies. Uh, as a uh, director of strategy. Uh, in this video, we're going to be uh, looking at um, what CEOs need to know about working with ecosystem partners. Uh, I'm Sam would like to be joined by Yvonne. She has previously worked for Intel, for Apple, for uh, EY, and for Accenture, um, as well as now uh, also um, in Agile Technologies, working with ecosystem partners. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Um, thank you. Great to be here. So what are your tips for working with ecosystem partners? So I started um, to really working to ecosystem partners when I was still with um, a previous consulting firm. So as a consulting firm, we typically partner with um, technology vendors, you know, for example, SAP, um, you know, Anaplan. So really to you know, have go-to-market strategies, solutions to that. I think by partnering with them, we can bring the best of both companies and uh, can bring the best solutions um, to the problems um, and we're trying to solve for the clients. So in my current role, um, I'm leading the digital transformation right. for our supply chain uh, organization. And um, I think what we wanted to do is really to think about how we can approach a different new technologies, especially emerging technologies that right. we have never looked into before, have yeah. never tested so really thinking about whether we should you know, acquire new technologies, we build the technologies in-house, or do we go out and partner with uh, vendors that already have gained a lot of knowledge in that space, yeah. can, um, we can leverage. Right. Um, so I think you know, different technologies are, are different, and uh, depending on the need, and we quickly find out um, some of the, the, the emerging technologies, for example, AI, we're talking about, you know, robotics and all that, these are quite new. So we currently don't have the resources or you know, expertise to build in-house to take to the level that we want. So, um, so we decided to, you know, partner with some vendors to, to at least build a proof of concept to see what this you know, can take us from there. And then, um, you know, looking into opportunities to scale. So when we're doing that, one is we can gain the knowledge um, pretty quickly because we yeah. don't want to wait, you know, years to to gain understanding of the new technologies. But also we can get access to um, other you know companies, you know, the, the vendors and other clients to understand how they adopt the technology. So, um, and uh, at one point, if we think we have the, the technology um, sort of maturity in-house mm -hmm. and we know the subject matter a lot better and we can determine at the time whether we continue to partner with our vendors and other partners or we bring this you know in-house yeah. hire people and can do it in-house i think um by leveraging uh, ecosystem partners to, um, i think really and um, how does um and looking to different technologies and test them out uh, and really kind of at an accelerated speed. So I think to that sense, it really adds value to what we do. 
So what does that look? Where does that? What does it look like? Where does the demand come? Does it come from strategy? Does it come from uh, operations? Does it come from a uh, uh, business unit lead? Where does the demand for that process come from within an organization? Yeah, I would say a kind of combination of all of those. Uh, and oftentimes we're trying to do more kind of a, a top-down approach and form strategy, a vision strategy, then to identify what are the technologies can enable the strategies. I think that's a common way to look at. But oftentimes it's, it could be, for example, you're at the manufacturing you know, floor, um, you have engineers and also the operators, and you're trying the new technologies themselves. For example, um, cobots, that's, that's very commonly um, used um, uh, and manufacturing sites. Right. And uh, you know, we don't need a, you know, when we first try it out, we don't need an overarching strategy to define what that is, how to do it. That doesn't make sense. We can just buy cobots and just, you know, start using it and see how we like it. And any kind of other use cases we can we can use um, this application for. Um, and then after we try out at different sites and uh, at different you know groups, we can determine uh, how we can scale it or whether we want to scale it or not. Right. I think um, we need to allow kind of the uh, more of a sort of ideation process, kind of um, prototyping process before we say this is something we want to scale or not. Um, and also there are other uh, requirements that could come from, like you said, um, business units yeah. that could be there's some ex new expectations um, from customers they want to, us to deliver products differently so that would define how we want to restructure our you know, processes in a way and um, and then of course that would also come with new technologies we want to look into to enable those processes and what's the best way as a because I work in the, in the startup space and we do work with, uh, with enterprises. Um, what do you feel is the best way to make sure that those, uh, those trials are successful and do spread across the company? What can the external vendors, external partners do to help that? Right, yeah, because I feel like a lot of times uh, people would say well, they're not, they're not um, looking at the same thing, right? Because right. enterprise, usually the process is, you know, usually it takes a long time to, yeah. to, to do anything. And oftentimes they put more focus on their core operations, right? right. So, you know, getting the um, products delivered and that. So you can very easily just put innovation or more kind of digital innovation type of things on, um, at the back burner. Yeah. And for um, startup companies, and that's, that's their whole business. Yes. They wanted to accelerate. They wanted to um, scale, and um, and there are always a lot of times they're very scrappy, right? Yes. Yeah. They don't have processes in place. They just they have this purpose, and they just you know work that out. So I think so. I think first of all, there's a kind of cultural alignment. Right. Um, people from the enterprise they need to understand these are you know the, the startups they operate very very differently. So yeah. really understand kind of how they operate and really sort of call out this environment that is going to be very friendly for the startups. If you still going to follow the typical process of getting things approved and getting all the budget, you will lose um, the startups. So yeah. you have to kind of have all this special process to, to make things um, move faster, right. uh, to get the funding faster. And uh, I think for startup companies also, you need to understand they, they, they're selling the products to 
um, enterprise. So you can't, you, you need to also um, understand that culture as well. Um, and, you know, one obvious thing is if the, the enterprise, the company, they're having, you know, a little bit more formal, you know, dressing yeah. yeah, you can't just show up like, in your, um, you know, sweat, uh, sweatshirts and uh, sandals that would not cut it, right? So right. in a way, just kind of respect each other's culture and the way they work um, and really kind of trying to find um, a way that sort of best suits for them. I think that's really important. That's some some phenomenal tips. Uh, I'm Mario Newlands that you've been listening to and watching, hopefully on the YouTube channel, uh, the How to CEO show. Thank you for subscribing and I'll see you next time. See you next time.